Fast forwards, please. <laughs> Have a banana. My whole weekend is ruined. Hung him for 28 days. <laughs> Leader of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. <laughs> Should I kill myself? And, um... I can only get jobs when I can't see my face. <laughs> You know, so I think one of the main things that viewers can kind of take away is that Girl Scouts is not something that is just your typical, you know, 20 years ago perception of what Girl Scouting is, mm -hmm. and that it's really grown into something bigger than that, and that it cool. teaches lifelong Gross. skills, and that there is this adventure aspect to it. Are we recording? We, yeah. Yeah, we're recording we are this time. time. <laughs> this is good. This is good. So, Girl Scouts. Yeah. So, yeah, that little clip is like, just like, I, I guess, that was the whole video that wasn't like, there wasn't any more to it. Oh. And it was just kind of like, so I just find it interesting. So basically, lifelong skills. I believe that it's a good thing, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and multi-sexual scouts, whatever group it is. Whatever but it is. Learning survival stuff and yep. going out and doing stuff. Um, in this one, they're selling Girl Scout cookies underwater. <laughs> to, to what? To, to who? To people. But like, you know, underwater. So they're trying to say, like, isn't it great that we're learning scuba diving? Yeah, that's brilliant. You should learn about swimming okay. and all that kind of stuff. That's great. But should you sell baked goods under the sea? Salt caramel. Maybe? Salt caramel. You you are for that. Yeah. That's, that's something. Yeah. But like all. But I can't think of any others goods. really. No, 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 no. So it was all like there. There was a little bit of footage of like uh, a scuba diver going down and buying some, and like holding up a sign saying like this is great or something like that or I bought these underwater or something like that and all the <laughs> like, certificate. and like the Victoria sponge cake is just <laughs> <laughs> it's inflated yeah no, they're in like airtight bags right and there's okay. just I mean I can't think of anything more that would make me mistake reality for a nightmare than if I went underwater and there was a troop of young and girls selling cookies underwater yeah at a yeah. table it's got a table and everything. Yeah. Anchored right. down. <laughs> yeah. Can't even get away from diabetes in a leisurely <laughs> swim. Yeah. Not even in a bath. No. Just there's the girls are there and they want their money. Yeah. So, I never don't think we got Girl Scout cookies or Boy Scout no. cookies over here. No, at all. we didn't. We didn't. We didn't do, do any shit. We didn't do any fundraising. I don't think. If we did, it was like a nothing I ever remember. Like, like, but we show. we paid to go. You, yeah. pay, you pay a couple of quid every week or something like that. Yeah, we had like uh, a Christmas show or something where like to get your actor badge or entertainment badge, you did something. Yeah. And I think people might have paid to go there. And it was to raise money for the church, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or the hall or wherever it was. I think mine was at a church. We had, well, like we had, we had a scout hut and there's loads of those like buildings specifically yeah. for scouting. I did it in like Southeast London. So there wasn't much space no you had to go out to a scout hut yeah and that's where you would set fire to everything <laughs> no we we had a fire in our scout hut the only campfire i ever had when i was uh, it wasn't scouts it was cubs cubs the yeah. only kind of fire we ever had at cubs was um a stack of branches yeah. with a red bulb in it you plug it in <laughs> <laughs> is that real is that real yeah. thing i guess yeah, well, because we it made, was indoors. We had fires. Oh right, yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. We, we we did do we we did do like a camping thing once. We went up to like I don't know where the fuck it was, like the Peak District or something. Yeah. Um, and it was like a proper kind of scout camp shit, but we didn't have a fire because we were still like 
entry yeah. level. Yeah, cub I think things. it was like towards Scouts. That's when you started all the fiery stuff. Yeah, like but end of Cubs. I, early I don't scouts. think I ever went to Scouts. I quite liked. I scouts. did Beavers and I did Cubs. I did Cubs and then Scouts. Yeah, yeah. I was around some guy's house, like another, like a friend who was just someone in class who maybe my mum became friends with her mum and then was like, you should go. And we played like pinball on PC. And we left oh, invisible notes. Yeah. Yeah. And we made like notes in invisible ink and just like the shittest trail in the world <laughs> of like, now go to the cupboard. Okay. <laughs> I open up the cupboard as another bit of paper. You know, you do whatever you do to read the message. Now go to the kitchen. Yeah. Scouting. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm going to Cubs now. And I was like, well, I'll come with. Right. I'm, okay. I'm just like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm an explorer of life. Yeah. Even yeah. at the age of 10 or whatever it was. And then, yeah, just that became a thing. No, even the, even back then, I had to really think about something before I did it. <laughs> I mean, like, do you want to do this thing? It was like, um, I will think about that for the next week. Come do back to me next week. To sit around the light bulb. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. That's what it gets you. you just, <laughs> just, just addicted to it. Just sit around a light bulb. I had a collector's yeah. badge. I collected rubber dinosaurs. But yeah, I don't think it was worthwhile. We didn't do any underwater yeah. baking. No, 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 no. We did actual things. We did scuba diving briefly. Did you? Just, yeah, but it was like, I think we were at a, a scout place and somebody nearby like owned a swimming pool and a sauna in his garden and offered that as a service. So we did that briefly, but we, we didn't use the oxygen tanks. I think we just like snorkeled. Why don't you send all the boys to my house? Exactly. It was, in, in retrospect, it's pretty strange. <laughs> but all of scouts is, all of the church is pretty strange. I'll teach them to hold their breath for long periods of time. Yeah. I saw. So I didn't make any notes about it because I thought it would come off bad, but I think there was an article about how the Catholic Church is urging people to stop supporting homosexuality because that is what caused all the problems in the church. Is there really something like that? You sure was it wasn't like, pedophilia? This, yeah, exactly. It's going, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but if it was pedophilia with male children, that's homosexuality." No. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like this just seems like a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I'm not gonna. How can we go spin too this? much into it? Yeah. Stop fucking kids. Well, yeah, just and then just I don't. It's one of those things where you're you're trying to argue to take religious fanatics, which I think you have to be a fanatic to be a pope, or a, or even like a. I think it was <laughs> yeah. cardinals. I think this guy's really into it. Yeah, like cardinals or bishops. Like you have to be really into it in order to get promoted and accept the promotion. Yeah. Like there has to be something, but and you go like, if that's again, if that's you, then fair enough. But if as soon as you want to be like, well, we should take them more seriously in all arenas, you're like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think that's a bit insane. I think yeah. if you are jealous of a, of some of your neighbor's ox, maybe you shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, if if that, if you take that literally or whatever it is, yeah, I just want to yeah, it. covet your neighbor's ox, not covet your neighbor because covet. of his ox. Yeah, so you do you be that's to be envious. Of an ox. Of an ox. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming yeah. probably people say, actually, it's the owning of an ox, but I don't think so. No. That's religion. Well, these days it'd be your neighbor's car. Don't be envious of his car. <laughs> yeah. You haven't got wheels. <laughs> yeah. You haven't, <laughs> you got, haven't got a, a job. chrome finish. Where are you going to go? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't want to. So that's why I didn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if you want to sell Girl Scout cookies underwater, great. But yeah. do do more stuff underwater. What yeah, thing, I, I think fires with light bulbs underwater. Yeah, it's probably well, you fine. can you get underwater flares. Yeah. So like, Shh. 
get these kids to shoot flares at each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, it, yeah. within the, with some scientific thing somewhere will tell you how to light a fire underwater. Do you think it, it builds moral character, stuff like Scouts, if you remove all the religion from it, because that's questionable. Yeah. But the, in terms of as a child going out into the woods and uh, learning survival. Yes. On some level. I think it's very helpful. Well, there was... I think it's it's a great way to force you to do lots and lots of really different things in a very short period of time to figure out what you want. Because that's yeah. all earning all those fucking badges. Yeah. So, like, go go do archery, then shoot, then jump off this building <laughs> with a rope attached. Yeah. That was kind yeah. of scouts, wasn't it? But I do remember the thing I was looking forward to most was winter camp, which was where none of the adults attended this camp. So it was just all... Like of an age range of like say sixteen year old scouts just went camping together. Okay. And because of the legend of how many geese you could kill, <laughs> like that was just permeated throughout the group. They're like, "Well, I killed five geese last year. Why? It was there. <laughs> Nobody was around to show me no. <laughs> so I just killed a goose. I never, I never stayed in scouts long enough to do that. Yeah. But I remember that but being the legend. To yeah. It. I was like, oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no. Like I said, I built dishwashers at yeah. scout camp. Just, it's just, so like, I can imagine what you could build with a goose. Yeah. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I want to you around Christmas Definitely. time, you can provide for your family. They used to have geese at Christmas, didn't they? Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. You could do that, Mum. I've no, got they just ten have geese. The fat Why? Yeah. Well, just fat them. Yeah. <laughs> or was it swans? It might have been swans. Oh, can you eat good. a swan? Uh, I don't know. I think it's that questionable, but I think you well, probably d- could if you There was this to. thing like, oh, they're all owned by the queen or something like that. But I don't actually think that's true. I think it's that the ones on her waters are owned by the queen. So like the, the swans... I think like she owned on, the like, Adam and the Thames and, and like around there and anything on land that she owns. Maybe. I think it was like they became so endangered that she got them all together, had a meeting. And so she owned the Adam and Eves of the Swan World. Yeah. And then they went forth and procreated. Then there was Goose Passover, or Swan Passover, I'm very sorry. Right. Was it Passover where they killed all the kids? I don't know. It was God. God killed all the kids, all the right. older kids. Religion. Um, yeah. Gone. Toads! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta re- got respect it. But yeah, no, I think it's quite cool. I think it's something I'd recommend because it teaches all the things that I think parents should teach their kids anyway. But with the added uh, bonus of around childish psychopaths who like to kill geese. Yeah. You learn. You yeah. Don't trust that man. Yeah. So that's also where I discovered Eminem and it's where I discovered South Park. Because uh, like we would, uh, it was when I was at Cubs <laughs> at South Park first came on, UK TV yeah, anyway. it was like year six. Around about year yeah. five, year six, something, something like, that, like that at primary school. And yeah, it was like uh, we would, I can't even remember what the joke was, but we would make, me and this other kid would make jokes during Arcala, which is, I think, a wolf. He's like the el- he's like the or the CEO oh, of the Arcala. Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's your... Yeah, and he would be, his name was he's Tim, and he had a very short temper. <laughs> so like we'd do something stupid, like say some stupid South Park quote. Yeah. to each other like across the hall and he'd be like just shut the fuck up you fucking stupid ugly kids he'd be like yeah <laughs> you're a great great leader <laughs> yeah yeah great yeah great choice for that role yeah it was fun and yes yeah, so that was my cubs thing and yeah if it, it, i found it funny that girl scouts were selling baked goods underwater and promoting it to say like this is what everyone should do you're like, oh, you know maybe there's a theme thing yeah about underwater wasn't there that thing there's been a big thing kicking off in the states recently because they've been forcing allowing like like, girls and boys or something to do it together yeah but specifically um specifically the the 
boy one. I don't. It's, is it Scouts in America? I think so. Boy Scouts. Yeah. 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 Specifically, the Boy Scout groups have had to start allowing girls in because it's sexist for them not to. But the girl ones don't because girls require a safe space or some kind of horseshit. Right, right. Um, but it was, it was the idea that, like, oh, well, you're encouraged, just encouraging men to hang out together is just is, is, is a hotbed for toxic masculinity or some right. horseshit like but that. But then, by contrast, not for the Yeah, girls but not for it. the girls. There's nothing negative that comes from that. Right. And girls need their privacy and their space, but men don't get Did that. Did you go to a mixed school? Yeah. I went to, like, a boys-only school until 16. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like primary school was primary school. Yeah, yeah. I had a Greek sec- year two teacher. That's all I remember about primary school. Mrs. Diakos. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty cool. And I think it was because I think that was the first time I got a desk. And I was like, from this I point loved- on, I'm going to be organized with my life. Yeah, it never happened. It didn't happen. Yeah, but, but I, was I, like, still, yes. I still cleared out my desk quite often. <laughs> did you Did you have the big lift up? Yeah, the big yeah, lift up one. Sick with like an inkwell. Yeah, and feathers. Yeah. And that did yours have a drop off point like a canyon? I think so. So like you'd open it up and then you'd uh, see the end. <laughs> you'd open oh it my up God. and there'd be like here's your surface bit and then it would all drop off to a big deep bit. Yeah. In the desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you just shoved all your shit. Yeah. 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 That's good. I used to I, I had um I, I had a black market operation in my um in, in, in primary school for printing off uh, pictures. And, Fires that go in lampshades. Because we were one of the first first houses to get a colour printer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was around when South Park came out, so I used to print out pictures of Cartman and shit and stick them on the inside of my desk, and then people would be like, oh, where'd you get that from? I was like, well, yeah. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Should me find you one for a quid? <laughs> I yeah. remember, I think, in, in primary school, I used to have... I, I had in, well you had a colour printer mm. I had in Encyclopedia 95 and Carter and Carter, Carter 97 yeah, no, was amazing and like I think for one project they were like you need to do a project about <laughs> Germany so I just printed off Germany from Encarter, <laughs> but like edited out all the this was clearly taken from yeah blah, all blah, the blah. copyright notes. I just gave the teacher like a folder that big it was like there you go that's Germany it's like did you do this yes <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did this looks this feels like this was copied no so, uh, what, is, what does this word mean? I think, if I'm going to teach you, <laughs> right, we're going to have to uh, set some well, time Well, if you aside. don't know, then I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just be like, yep, yeah, no, I mean, prove it. <laughs> I was a dick. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Girl Scouts are doing stuff underwater. More people should do stuff underwater. Aquaman came out. I think that's an underwatery film where sometimes he's above water, but mostly he likes it if it's underwater. Yeah, I've, so, I don't know anything about the film or anything like that. It's underwater, though. Um all I ever see is pictures of the, the actor. What's his name? J- Jason. He's like Jason Mimosa or Jason Momoa or something like that. Fair enough. Um, and there's this big meme of him because women keep going up to him at these conventions with their husbands and being like, hey, can you put your arms around me and pretend, pretend to reject my husband? <laughs> so there's, so there's, there's just hundreds of pictures of this guy just like, like coveting people's wives. <laughs> Well, the husband sits in the corner and like yeah. sometimes he's kicking them. Love is sometimes. strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's living his best it's life. All spice up the relationship. <laughs> um, yeah, I mentioned uh, last week um, about a video that I'd um, I'd come across, um, and I decided to give it a bit more attention this week because 
uh, technical difficulties last week, but it's this video. The title is Observations of In Utero Masturbation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fetuses masturbating in the womb. And it was basically, it was 10 facts about orgasms that, you know, you might not know. Yeah. And uh, there were some that were kind of like the basic, you know, uh, I've got, it's got a few clips, just some of my of, uh, stuff that I found interesting. Um, so number one is it, you can um, have an orgasm without any interaction with your genitals at all. So you can get people who like have... Wet dreams? That's yeah, pretty I guess much so. what that is, isn't it? Yeah, and then like she goes into detail, but she knows a woman who can just think herself to orgasm. And like all that kind of stuff. This is kind of interesting stuff, but yeah. um, that was needed for this bit. Uh, people with spinal cord injuries, like paraplegias, yeah. quadriplegias, will often develop a very, very sensitive area um, right above the level of their injury, wherever that is. Uh, there's such a thing as a knee orgasm in the literature. So knee? Knee. It's just, again, like you say, weight dreams. You, your body just associates something yeah. with something else. Yeah. What there's like people who just develop eating like there's a guy who could only ever eat hot dogs or beans, one of those, and it's just a mental thing of like this is what life is. Yeah, and obviously some people like the knee thing or yeah, and so the important thing from that was like yeah, it's not doesn't you don't need any gentle touch or anything like that. You can just be if you're paralyzed from the waist down, your body will adapt to orgasm. Which <laughs> <laughs> I found yeah. funny. Um, and there's also um, a precise spot along your spine, apparently, that kind of controls all that, or usually controls all that, all that kind of, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, which, uh, if you do on someone who's paralysed, sometimes that has that effect as well. If you trigger, if you stimulate with an electrode, the precise spot, yeah. you will uh, trigger an orgasm. Yeah. And it is a fact that uh, you can trigger spinal reflexes in mm -hmm. dead people. Yeah. A certain kind of dead person, a, a beating kind. heart cadaver. And this is somebody who is brain dead, legally dead, definitely checked out, mm. but is being kept alive on a respirator so that their organs will be oxygenated for transplantation. So like if you're in a coma or you're brain dead, yeah. people will still give you orgasms. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about <laughs> well, you. Well, she said you don't exist. You're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your brain's yeah, but that, not but functioning, that, but your that doesn't body is. that doesn't shock me. Like no, uh, that, that it, makes sense to me. It makes sense that dead people have orgasms. Make well, no, because brain dead people have like orgasms. it's a biological process, and biologically you're still functioning. But it's the mental process because of the like with the, if you're paraplegic, but you it's lose not sensation because there. it's your it's like the two, isn't it? It's like your brain has associated a physical situation but it's, it's 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 like a, it, your knee but you can so for example on a man you can stimulate a, his prostate to encourage an orgasm but there's there's nothing about that that's a mental to achieve state. ejaculation yeah not necessarily an orgasm are they not one in the same no 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 you can uh sting classically has <laughs> orgasms where he doesn't ejaculate i think of course yeah there's um also something i think it's called like in retro orgasm or retro ejaculation where you come into your piss and you what? piss out your ejaculate at a later time I've... <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad I'll situation for you. <laughs> one of the points she makes is that apparently um, sperm lives for about a week and then it starts to deform which makes it less likely to impregnate but so if there's... it does <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> Vietnam vet 
just all this trauma and, and, and damage. And it's like, now I am alive. Like, whether it's a good or a bad thing, I don't know. But yeah, apparently that's one of the reasons. I'd never make it out. <laughs> yeah. I've lost my... I don't have arms, but I've lost everything. <laughs> they drew first blood. Yeah, congratulations. It's a 40-year-old. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's apparently one of the reasons why they think men are conditioned to masturbate more often is to keep the well fresh. Yeah, well, you, you, to, uh, you, you that don't... kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You, you don't put sport milk in your tea. Yeah. It's weird to refer to it as a child, spoilt milk. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it'll be fine. But yeah, no, because I've read... Uh, I've read uh, what's this? There's a Netflix sex educational show about... You know, it's a show, normal show, about English kids going to a school. Oh, yeah. It's called Sex Education. Is it it's called, good. Is it called Sex Education? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. watched, like, an episode or two. There were bits that I was like, that Gillian was quite Anderson. funny. Yeah. It's like, is it- <laughs> what? Is that a big, a big pull? Is it like, it's got the girl from Hannibal Lecter in it, or the X-Files? X-Files. Well, she, no. she was in one of the Hannibal Lecter ones. I don't know. She? I only know from X-Files, really. But the reason I say that is because it took me like three episodes to fucking realise. Yeah. No, I watched the first, I think I watched the first episode. And there were mm. bits that were quite funny in it. Yeah. But I couldn't, I, I didn't feel that motivated by it. But an article from that was, um, I think from one of the actresses in it, I think the rebel girl, I think she made a statement yeah. about how sex is different for me- boys and girls at that age. Mm. They're saying that men are looking for pleasure and women are looking for something else. I can't remember what it is, but like identity or something like that. And I think I just don't think that's really... The- I don't think people... Um, I don't think... I- again, I, am- I had a twisted childhood, but I don't think that ki- boys at that age are looking for pleasure alone. That might be the only thing they're conscious of. So maybe there's an argument there. Yeah. But if that was the case, then you wouldn't be that motivated to get a girlfriend because you could get better pleasure elsewhere. You know, it, it feels like there's some, there's a mental connection between being that age and and get and having sex with a girl. I think you I think you're looking you're just looking for experience. I think maybe, it's but just that, you're, it's like you're, a primal urge to an, it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's an exploration. An you can't. You you're not looking for the it. tastiest bubble gum. No, like you're looking to f- yeah. successfully p- potentially impregnate a yeah. good mate. Yeah, well, and that's, that's th- where the endorphins it's, come from. I don't think yeah, it's like it's, a, it's not a conscious decision. Like uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in the mood for some pleasure. Yeah, so I'm gonna go and look for some. Well, I think I've, I've come to terms. I said before, I probably I'm probably <laughs> just a psychopath, but I think I am just a gorilla. Like we said before, I've got these angry gorilla demons of emotion and in, in primal instinct that just kind of bubble up every now and then that make you want to, you know, murder, follow people home, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I don't think it's really that. I think it's just a mo- I'm just I've always found that kind of motivation really interesting. That animalistic motivation, as in if somebody initiates a like there was a not <laughs> there was a man driving down my road last night screaming at s- someone on my street, and in, in you know my physical reaction aired up of like right get confrontational start at my house partly for comedic effects yeah and go what are you talking about you cunt and then because <laughs> I, I, I well, the comedic effect is purely because i find i would find it hilarious because that person's not expecting a man in his underwear to come storming out screaming at him the bald beard calling him a cunt he'd be like yeah no i'm just trying to shout somebody so he just like stared at me for a while as he kind of drifted by and then drove away <laughs> 
<laughs> and then apparently it was something to do with a couple of neighbours further up. But that physical interaction, I wasn't looking for pleasure. I wasn't looking for anything like that. It was like, no, my animal instincts have kicked in. My dog's barking, so I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go out there and just expel some animal instinct. Yeah. Didn't want to hurt anybody. No. Didn't want to enjoy myself. It was like, no, I just feel, this feels like a healthy transformation yeah. of energy. Almost instinctive. Yeah, and I think that I, 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 I make that association all the time. I think... Uh, I think that's why you kind of go like, yeah, when you're young, you're, you're fulfilling your animal instincts because at that t- you were going to be dead in a couple of years back in the de- back in the good old days where you'd only live to like 20 or 18 or whatever. That's the time you'd be like, right, now you need to go out and build a nest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, twigs, get multiple like a crow or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I can't remember how I got onto that. Uh, Orgasms on the orgasms. spine. Yeah. yeah. So you're not surprised that the dead can have orgasms? No, not really. Because, because well, that's that then. No, but you're again. <laughs> it's it's an idea of what. Well, what is dead? Yeah. I'd be surprised if a corpse had an orgasm. Yeah. Like no life support, no nothing, no signs of life in any respect. Yeah. One of the things I think she said that when you do mot- uh, do that mo- stimulate that part of the spine, mm. then the person because i guess they're not a corpse their arms start and they fold over <laughs> like really? that's like an, it's called the lateralus or the lazarus effect okay or something like that so it, it, she goes into it in the video but the video was like 18 minutes yeah so like yeah so like as they're all <laughs> as they're orgasming <laughs> and they do that because like all bodies like randomly do things out of rigor mortis and yeah. all different kind of things there's all this th- yeah there's an old joke about they fart but apparently that might not be true. Oh. I can't remember random information. Mm. But yeah, cool back to previous episode. Yeah. I was going to go through it and I didn't. Um, this next article. Well, that, now we're getting into the article. Have you had a good week before we get into the articles? Yes, yeah, been fine. I mean, it's only... In reality, it's, <laughs> it's only been, been a f- fine. It's been... I've I really had a week. It's only been a few days since we last yeah. recorded. And before that, it was great. But then in between, now it's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Do you think... It's fine. <laughs> I, know, I find it funny. I th- yeah. All right, yeah, sure. Fair enough. Why? How's yeah. your week been? I don't remember. I've just I've just been busy. Oh, know? right. I've been trying to do stuff, so I haven't really done anything of any note. No. It's just been like, I think I worked till like 7 a.m. this morning, and then I'm probably doing the same again this evening. Yeah. Well, I edited the last thing, and then I slept a couple of times, and now you're here again. That's pretty much it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, yeah, so this article I found interesting, uh, but I'm just... The article itself is kind of vaguely interesting, uh, but the interview with the guys also... It's just confusing to me. And I think it's, again, that thing that people don't really know what they're talking about. But this is uh, this is him. Carl, can I take you back when you were growing up yeah. uh, in a town very close to Denmark in yeah. Germany? And yeah. I just would like yeah. to ask you, if you don't mind, uh, a little bit about your childhood. Mm. You My childhood was very simple. I only wanted one thing, to get out of there and to be grown up. I hated to be a child. Huh? I hated being a child. That's why I could speak English, German and French when I was six. No, I had a nice childhood in a period when the world was not that great. It's just the world was bad. (laughs) (laughs) How was your childhood? Well, I hated being a child and I couldn't wait to leave. That's why I learned many languages. Well, actually, I had quite a good childhood, actually. Whoa, hang on, what? (laughs) Where are you? Who's this guy? This is the... um, the He was the creative director for Chanel. 
now he's dead. Oh. So he's like, he's a big fashion mogul and he passed away recently. Okay, yeah. And um, the reason that his passing away is somewhat of note is that his cat might uh, inherit a hun- part of 150 million pounds. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's, I mean, he's an old guy and like, he might just not know where he is. But he's contradict. That's that was the thing that kind of just threw me. Is like, I hated my childhood, but it was quite it was quite nice. <laughs> what? That's like a that's a weird ensemble to wear of logic of like I hate I hate, but it was quite nice. Yeah. Um, there's a bit more. There's nothing I can say uh, uh, against. Huh? Huh? I'm not re- still recovering from an unhappy uh, childhood. No, everything was perfect. I never played with children. <laughs> I only was sketching and reading, and. Uh, if it was in a country estate quite isolated, no. I hated my country. childhood. I was actually quite nice. It was perfect. I didn't have spend any time with any other children. <laughs> I just I was just quite isolated. I was quite isolated in a big country estate. <laughs> it's just, just looking around at the final one. I didn't even have anything to do with my sister and half-sister. I always was isolated from the rest. Huh? I was on the best of terms with, uh, with my father and even better terms with my mother who thought it was perfect like this as long as I was not creating trouble. Perfect childhood, didn't see yeah. any kids, never saw my sister or my half-sister but I got on well with my mum and even more, got on really well with my mum and a little bit with my dad so long as I wasn't in trouble. And they thought it was fine that I had no friends. <laughs> yeah, or, or saw my sister. Yeah. Which again, you kind of assume are you living in the same house? Yeah, where maybe there's where an age gap. They? Maybe there's are a they something. in the basement. <laughs> yes, whatever's going on. Yeah. So yeah, just, the the video I just found a bit a bit interesting. But basically, yeah, the article is um, his cat is due to inherit some of his fortune. Um, he was director. He was creative director for Chanel for more than three decades. And uh, while the fashion world mourned the loss of a great talent, it wasn't long before attention shifted to Lagerfield, who's the uh, deceased, uh, famous oh, pet, cat. who is almost as much of an icon in the fashion industry. <laughs> I thought his cat was called Lagerfield. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like Garfield, but this is Lagerfield. <laughs> <laughs> Lagerfield. Uh, yeah, so it, it, his cat is almost as much of an icon in the fashion industry as he was. Is that? A, I guess it's kind of a compliment. You're almost cat. you're you're nearly as good as a cat. You're nearly as bad as a cat. Yeah, your cat, cat is nearly, nearly as, good as good as you. Yeah, an Instagram account dedicated to document the the intricacies of Choupette's life. Choupette is the name of the cat. Boasts two hundred twenty thousand followers. Wait, wait. what's Le- Who's Lagerfeld then? That's the deceased. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his yep. name was yep. Carl Lager Lagerfeld. Right. Um, I'm up on fact. One hundred twenty thousand followers. Famous feline also has a popular blog. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah. Both of these are run by digital marketing expert Ashley Shudin. Well, fucking yeah. <laughs> Give the money to her. She's doing the blog, not the cat. <laughs> Fair enough. According to French newspaper Le Figaro, Choupette might be entitled to Lagerfield's multi-million pound fortune under German law if she had been nominated as his heir, which oh. she was. Like, uh, he repeated his statement in an interview with Numero, this is Legerfeld, when he was asked to address the rumour that he'd named Chappette as an heir to his vast fortunes. He said, among others, yes. <laughs> it just doesn't know. I've named lots of people. Yeah. And uh, did you name the cat? Yes, but also other people. But yeah. the cat, that's what we're interested in. <laughs> well, There's yeah. more than enough for everybody. So he's saying, like, no, I'm not taking... But the cat will get some. Would you leave your stuff to your dog? No. Because... I would leave my dog to someone. 
Yeah, And I would exactly. leave that person with help for yeah. the dog. I wouldn't, like, give my dog to someone and then all my dog food to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Such was Lagerfeld's love for his cat that he told CNN in 2013 he would marry the the cat if it was legal. That's different. That's his life is perfect. He hated his childhood, but he didn't see his sister and now I'm going to marry a cat. (laughs) Uh, There's no marriage yet for human beings and animals. He lamented. I never thought that I would fall in love like this with a cat. He once told Vanity Fair that he and Chupet communicated with the expression of our eyes. He's in love with the cat. In love with the cat, wants to marry the cat, thinks he talks to the cat. Right. This he's Each crazy. to their own. I can kind of now understand why he's nominated the cat as an heir, because Chupet well, uh, is his, his spouse. Yeah. yeah. His spouse partner, is that like sibling? Yeah. What's sibling? Sibling is sibling, isn't it? Sibling is uh, brother and sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was, but isn't spouse? Spouses. I've been single for a while, normal. folks. <laughs> I've forgotten what the word girlfriend <laughs> means. <laughs> what, does, what does that even mean? Love. I mean, um, a cash gift left directly to a pet upon death will fail because animals can't own cash or legally <laughs> Your receive gift an inheritance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Um, is what uh, I think a lawyer has said. The executors slash trustees of an estate can, however, hold money assigned to pets on trust with the direct direction that the money is used to pay for the pet's care, maintenance, and other expenses. So, like I said, yeah, if I pass away, then my dog will go to somebody and, you'd have and to, they'd have person... money explicitly for the dog. Yeah, so they'd so have to buy dog food with that money for, yeah. for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that'd be for anyone thinking of doing that, as in nominating someone to entrust with their pet's care and money for that. We always recommend they speak to the person first and get their consent that they're happy to take on that responsibility. <laughs> Can you imagine what the what the receivers of Michael Jackson's will had yeah. to go through? And he was like, "You have to look after the elephant now." Yeah, I think he owned exotic animals, didn't he? Yeah, here's yeah. bubbles. <laughs> Just- I didn't want this. I didn't want bubbles. Well, you've got him now. And now you have to look after it. Oh, God. <laughs> Just seems, this seems like, yeah, it's good advice. You should always get consent. I think that's important. And, uh, yeah. or unless you want to be a dick, because that is a dick move. It's By the way, yeah, now but... you have to look after this hawk. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got you'd gerbils. Have to... Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Or keep them, but put them near the hawk. <laughs> you'd have to not care about the animal. I think is the thing. Yeah. If you're going to use the animal to be a dick. But maybe yeah. you, maybe, so yeah. like, I think, like, sometimes people get animals that are dicks. I know plenty <laughs> of people that have, like, birds. And birds can be dicks. Birds are bastards. <laughs> they could just be dicks. They'd just be loud and fucking annoying. And they're just like, there's, there's no way to really train it out of them. Sometimes <laughs> you get a bird that's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, give that to someone you don't like. It's weird how because I could never. I don't think I could ever own a bird. I, I think I could own a cat. I want just to, about, but I'd rather have another dog. Well, you allergic? Yeah, but like <laughs> I've just never understood the, the interaction with a them. cat. It's a, it's a different type of reaction interaction, yeah. and it's just not it's not doesn't con- connect with me as much. Mm. I mean, the only time that I've se- the only time I've seen cats and enjoyed it was when I've seen like cats play with their other cats that they're friends with. Yeah, like I went round like uh, an uncle's house, and he had a couple of cats, and they were like playing together. I was like, "Oh, that's quite." I, I can see you can see a little bit of 
uh, soul in it in some yeah. way. But the rest of the time, so they just walk around, kind of show you affection, kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, it's my, a different language, I guess. The ca- the ca- the cats that I've got, are my well, with my mum and dad, but um, like, yeah, I I I like them, and I was I was never I was always like a dog person, um, and I got both of them by rescuing them. Like I didn't I didn't mm. mean to have a cat. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's like that it thing, feels it's like that cats would like... spend a little bit of time with you and leave, and it feels like dogs are kind of always yeah. experiencing life with you. Yeah, but yeah, know, it's just different, different people, different preferences. I think if like that, that and I'm at, they kill me. So yeah, if my if if those cats were allowed <coughs> upstairs, like they would have spent all their time in my room, like they used to. Mm. They but like it, there was that kind of constant thing, um, but we they stopped having them upstairs and kept clawing up the carpet and shit. Chlorine, chlorine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it kept on trying to p- poison me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. No, it's like it's again, it's any animal, it's different personalities, but mm. they, the, 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 like cats, are not as nearly as smart as dogs. Like you don't see as much behind the eyes. Mm. Fair enough. Even with one that's very kind of attentive, although someone who's like an ardent in love with it cat person would disagree yeah 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 it's different different people different experiences yeah um in other news um i'm trying to i tried to create a new segment because we do this quite a lot because we always find it funny yeah um but i haven't found haven't found the right thing for it yet but um burberry has apologized for its suicide hoodie which yeah. is a hoodie with a noose <laughs> yeah i didn't read this i just saw the title it was like that I... uh we talked suicide last week. isn't fashion i think was the quote yeah it's one I of the saw. quotes um yeah burberry's apologized for featuring hoodie with a noose around the neck at london fashion week the brand was criticized by one of its own models liz kennedy in a long post on instagram instagram in which she said suicide is not fashion but i'll wear it anyway <laughs> I, I don't think she wore it but maybe yeah but yeah i don't know yeah it's not it's strange and, and it's literally a hangman's noose <laughs> like not big enough to put your head in like it's kind of like a necklace, yeah. But it's still a rope necklace that you could definitely hang a cat with, or like an animal of that size, yeah. But just probably not a person. It's dumb anyway, though. Like yeah. the whole, but but the whole argument is dumb because that you shouldn't do it, or the argument yeah. for having a noose. The, the the argument, the the argument that oh it's, it's not fashion. It's like well you, the 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 kind of shows that you partake in are essentially art pieces. Mm-hmm. So who are you to say what is and isn't fashion? These aren't things that people go around the streets wearing. Yeah, it's like haute couture. It's it's, it's yeah. It's like it's high is fashion. This, it's is it's this art. going to be in high sto- high street yeah. stores? I guess like the I question. don't. And yeah, they're probably more out there kind of designs. Yeah, yeah. for more custom made, more expensive pieces, maybe. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not a mass produce. It's not a mass production thing. Like who's to who's to say the designer isn't making a statement? In the same way that an artist would make a statement. Yep. Yeah. So, in, in I think you need to separate out the two arguments. Should clothes have nooses on them? <laughs> and you go... From a safety aspect, probably, probably not. not. Not for the masses. No, no. Like, for practicality, you could make a rabbit trap out of that coat. Mm. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, but if at the same time, if I saw some guy who's walking around with a t-shirt <laughs> that he's made that had, like, a print of a noose on it, I wouldn't be offended. Oh, yeah, but, but an actual noose. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's I think the that's the difference. Because it's technically a weapon. Yeah. Is a noose a weapon? I guess it is. Uh, it's a lasso. Is a lasso a weapon? Must be. Yeah. 
You can't not have a lasso that's a well, like not a, a weapon. Um, like a neck gun. A neck <laughs> gun is still a weapon. Neck. Oh, net. net that fires net. one of those big nets in right. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it traps someone. Yeah. That's got that's a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a uh, to disarm. Still a weapon. Taser's a weapon. Uh, I just never really classified noose as a as a weapon. Yeah, but I guess you would technically, legally. You could be you can be killed by a noose. You wouldn't carry one around with you on the street. Like the police would stop you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could cause harm with it. Yeah. So you shouldn't have it as part of your accessories. <laughs> I've got my yeah. noose, I've got my cleaver. Yeah. I'm going out on the town. <laughs> yeah. Phone, wallet, keys, noose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hoodie was featured in a collection called Tempest. Okay. okay. Uh, the show featured rebellious youths scaling walls in one space. And Burberry's creative de- director, Ricardo Tisi, dedicated it to the youth of today. Have a noose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, model Liz, who wasn't part of the Burberry show, who was part of the Burberry show but didn't wear the hoodie, so the design wasn't glamorous and it wasn't edgy. So you're criticising it fashionably, saying, well, it's not, it's not in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, she said she's brought it up in conversation, but mostly people say nobody care about what's going on in your personal life. Just keep it to yourself. As mm. in, she was saying, this evokes lynching and suicide. And I think that affected her because she had a family member commit suicide. Right. And she said, that's kind of inappropriate, don't you think? And they were like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I don't think you should shut up. But no. like, I think, yeah, you go like, contextually, you can say, I think this is a bad idea. You don't have to say that it's an amoral idea. Yeah. Say it's a negative idea. I would say that if, if there was any one of them that didn't see it coming, then they're idiots. But I would imagine it's been done for shock mm. value yeah or just yeah just nah, kind of value <laughs> uh, Burberry boss uh, Marco Gobetti and his cat said I'm assuming he's got a cat uh, he's a creative director of a, oh no Chanel was Chanel was fashion wasn't it yeah yeah Chanel's fashion so's Burberry I think doesn't reflect who we are and our values we will reflect on this learn from it and put it in place and put in place all necessary actions to ensure it does not happen again no more nooses uh, Ricardo Tisky also apologised and said that while the design was inspired by a nautical theme, I think it was insensitive. So the noose was like nautical, no. yeah, because like navy knots, suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a noose was probably a, a, is a naval knot, probably. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a slip knot essentially. Yeah. So yeah, it's nautical ropes knots <laughs> suicide probably naval I don't know. Yeah. Nautical. This sounded funny. <laughs> like, what's that? It's like, there's a musical about, like, pirates and I can't remember what it's called. What was that big? Yeah. There was a big musical that was like, when, there was one of those things that your school might do. And I think that we did it. About pirates? Yeah. Going to sail somewhere and do pirates. Oh, I don't there's know. There's a captain. It's not Peter Pan, but it's kind of like Peter Pan. Anyway, that, that would be nautical themed. Mm. Less so would be the gallows. <laughs> That's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in other news a man who was shot by his dog has been ruled unfit to carry firearms <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute to unpack that yeah his dog shot him <laughs> yeah apparently he tried to marry it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this was in Germany. A man, uh, which again, I think this has been covered. I think we covered this a long time ago. Okay. But it might just be as happened again <laughs> to somebody else. The man, a passionate hunter, was wounded in the arm in 2016 after his pet dog managed to release the trigger on a reloaded rifle left in his car. Okay, so I think we probably covered when it happened. Right. And now it's like, now judgment has been passed. Oh, right. And it's Munich- taken them two years to decide that this guy <laughs> this, this dog should never come. <laughs> Or maybe it's just kind of cropped up again. Uh, A Munich administrative court on Tuesday dismissed the man's appeal against an earlier ruling by Bavarian authorities to revoke his rifle license and his hunting permit. The court decided the hunter was unreliable because it must be assumed that he will handle firearms and ammunition carelessly in future as well. Why do you think that? His dog (laughs) shot him. (laughs) Well, it could just be a really clever dog. A really clever dog that wants to kill everyone. Let's not give him a gun either. He didn't aim... He he, he didn't load the gun. Yeah. He just... Which is their point. It's like, well, his dog got hold of a loaded gun. Yeah. Even if you think the dog was clever enough to go on a killing spree... You shouldn't give a dog a loaded gun. Well, no, exactly. And if a dog can did. do it, then a kid can do it as yeah. well. And like, yeah. It comes just two months after an American dog owner, dog owner was shot in the torso by his 120-pound Rottweiler mix. <laughs> I don't know why the breed's important or the weight. No. <laughs> she was shot. <laughs> well, that's Rottweilers for you. Yeah, he didn't take him down. He, did, he, did, he wasn't like Greco-Roman and like down to the ground, like wrestle him. Like it <laughs> <Yeah>. was... <laughs> He's just shot. No matter how big he is. Yeah. Investigators suggested the dog called Charlie shot owner. They suggested that the dog shot owner Sonny after ge- oh after getting its paw caught in the weapon's trigger. Maybe <laughs> his paw went in the trigger. Yeah. I think that's what happened. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mr. Gilligan insisted the animal didn't mean to do it. He's very loving. <laughs> when he got shot, he he thought. Who was that? <laughs> uh, I was there, isolated. Well, There's the no one else did. around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the guy who's been shot was like, who? who's shooting rifles around me? They can't even see anybody. Uh, I, had, I had a gaping hole and a lot of blood. I could see the blood and I felt it. He looked at his dog and his dog was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it is about apologising that I find so funny. It's... <laughs> It's so childish. Yeah. And it's obviously it's the right thing to do, but it just seems like, you know, getting a, grabbing a small child by the arm is like, now you have to apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what it feels <laughs> yeah. like in my mind about everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's always about like the biggest things. Like yeah, genocide. Yeah. We're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he said he's sorry. Let's all go get jam. I just jam, nothing else. <laughs> I had a PE teacher once who I don't think understood how apologies worked. Yeah. He said, uh, if you fucked up and did something weird in his lesson, you had to say sorry. And then he would say, well, you're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been a time traveler. Yeah. If you don't feel regret, then you wouldn't have done the thing that initiated the regret. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a day older now. No, you're not. If you were a day older today, you'd be a day older yesterday. Say you're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? What's going on? Okay, this article needs a little bit of explanation or at least a little bit of a a box around it. All right. This is the gateway into my mind. (laughs) Right? As in, I think... a jingle. (laughs) Gateway (laughs) in my mind. I think uh, I read it and this... I, I wanted to create... The experience of Nick reading something. 
Because <laughs> I read this and I found it very funny. Okay. And then I read it again and I was like, this is just factual. <laughs> but I wanted to get it a little bit into uh, into the mind of right. me. So I'll use that with sound. Okay. So this is the article. It's quite long, but uh, we'll get through it. Maybe you felt it standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon. Maybe it happens when you think about the vastness of space. Or glance up at the sky and marvel at a super moon. <laughs> or maybe you feel it when you see someone offer up a seat on a crowded train to another individual that they've met. The emotion is awe. And, psychologi- <laughs> and psychologists say it can play an important role in bolstering happiness, health, and our social interactions. And it may have actually played a long-term role in how and why humans get along and ultimately cooperate with each other. That makes sense, because I don't have that emotion. <laughs> I don't have the, oh, yeah. emotion. It doesn't work. She and other psychologists and neuroscientists who study, oh, oh, <laughs> define it as the emotion we feel in response to something vast that defies our existing frame of reference in one area or another and leads us to change our perception of that frame of reference. It comes from one of the oft-cited papers on the topic published in the journal Cognition and Emotion in 2003. So it's awe. Awe, as in A-W-E. Yeah. Right. Right, and it's just it's, it's basically saying how important it is to experience this type of emotion that I don't experience because <laughs> it, it makes you more acceptable in society. It's how we respond when we see something new or novel that doesn't fit with our understanding of the world. Principal research scientist in the Emotion Health and Psycho, Psychophysiology Lab at University of California, San Francisco. The University of California, San Francisco. There's, it's in California... In San Francisco? San Francisco in is in California. Exactly. So why is so, it not just in the University of San Diego? University oh, of California, San Francisco. Like. Okay. Like the, the borough, the subset. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and it changes who we are. How experiencing awe bears on well-being. It goes into a bit of detail. One important distinction between awe <laughs> and other emotions like inspiration ah, or surprise. <laughs> Is that or oh, makes us feel small or uh, feel a sense of self-diminishment in science speak. And that's good for us, Stella explains. <laughs> Feeling small makes us feel humbled. Ah. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> And thereby um, lessening selfish tendencies like uh, entitlement. Oh. Arrogance. Oh. <laughs> and narcissism. And, fe- <laughs> and feeling small and humbled makes us want to engage with others and feel more connected to others. Yeah. Basically, it's basically the sum of it is that <laughs> it's good to uh, be humbled every now and then because it prevents uh, prevents like you know all these different Aww. emotions. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other research from Stella and Gordon's team found that people who reported experiencing more awe. Oh. Baby! Grand Canyon! Supermoon! Also appeared to have better immune health in a group of 94 students who's reported <laughs> to have more regularly feeling more positive emotion than negative had lower levels of chronic pro-inflammatory cytokines. What? It's an interesting thing. If you feel awe more, you're healthier. Your immune system is stronger. How much saying. awe? Just more. Just more. Like at least three layered over each other. <laughs> uh, again, let's drive home the point that you don't need to take a flight in space or even take a whitewater rafting trip to experience awe. Or, or, uh, it's, oh. You can experience awe <laughs> at varying intensities. Uh, let's take three. Ah! Oh! 
Ah. Uh, <laughs> listening to a moving piece of music, seeing a giant skyscraper, or reading a newspaper story about a local hero. Fundamentally, and this is kind of summing it up, we uh, or is about novelty and vastness. Physical space might create vastness, as someone's as can someone's talent or someone's goodness. That's good. Uh, but you can also um, experience or from uh, from negative stuff, uh, kind of you know like natural disasters. Yeah, look at all the natural disasters, <laughs> uh, and that also puts things into perspective. So it's good to have negative as well as yeah. well as positive. That's kind of worked. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then it goes on to say you can go and see these in nature. Just go climb a mountain. Just do that. <laughs> uh, go out of your comfort zone. Try something different and look up. Oh. <laughs> look up from your phone is basically what it's saying okay and also lastly have an open mind yeah so these are all things that mean basically saying that people should have more perspective on things yeah which I think is something that I think we've kind of discussed indirectly uh, is that people get a warped sense of self and a warped sense of what the world is yeah because they're not humbled enough by things yeah so you can let's say the brownies underwater <laughs> right it's a good thing that they were selling cakes underwater and cookies underwater and that they were rece- still receiving custom because of it right but if you decide that all cookies should be sold underwater then you go you need your sense of reality and your perception of the world has changed now you need to see is really should you do that and you need to open up your mind a little bit more to kind of see it is basically the point of it yeah it's a quite a boring article but <laughs> when i read it i just found it funny that i don't have the oh gland and that's all i could hear when it was talking about oh <laughs> yeah do you yeah. have you've got an R gland, haven't you? Yeah. When you see, which I tried to look up, it's cuteness. Yeah. Which is apparently specifically related to youth, like when you see something young. Apparently, that's where the majority of it comes in. Like baby puppies. I mean, all puppies are babies. It's the thing. I've never had babies. it. Babies. I've never had it with kids. What have you had it with? It's it's always animals. Animals, young animals. Yeah. Not old animals. Well, no, no, no. Like giraffes. I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's some animals where it's like it feels weird to have that reaction to, like an alligator, like a fish. Yeah, a fish, yeah. a fish. I've never, but yeah, no, but like yeah, yeah. You said I, rats. You had like a yeah, a close bond with rats as a child. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, the usual household pets. I mean, but uh, ducks. <laughs> ducks, because I think yeah, ducklings are meant to be quite adorable, but you don't really see their soul. Mm. And I think the thing that I th- assumed Maybe it was is you can see their young soul. Yeah. Maybe a platypus. Maybe a platypus. Well, it's, it's still got the bill, but it feels like it's... Half duck, half got, rat. There's, there's more to it. Right. Yeah. Is a platypus half duck, half rat? No. It's half like, beaver. Yeah, sort of. It's a, it's a beaver duck. Yep. <laughs> well, it kind of worked. Uh, in other news... <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, the the idea of having, uh, yeah, the idea of having the the cute gland and that, I think, uh, I just don't have it, and I think that excludes me from experiencing certain. Well, you didn't have it with your dog, no. And but- like, and you you bought your dog, and then you invited people over because you wanted to see how they'd react. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to study it. Like, how can I fake this when I'm under investigation? Uh, no, it's yeah. It's I, I, I. This is the way I describe it because I've described it before. But if I see a baby, I can in, I can recognize that baby and i can uh, like be like that baby's a legend yeah but i don't have pity for it or that kind of isn't it young <laughs> do you know i don't have, i don't have the oh whatever that is i think we, that's the thing i think it, what's it i, meant I to don't do? even know really what it is i just yeah um i i think i and i think you 
and I know that you I'm... have its function. You just don't have it. So I think it's a protective thing. I think it's like you see, <laughs> it's it's the act of seeing something vulnerable, and it's something that triggers you to feel protective over it. Now you're definitely a very protective person. Yeah, but I'm more practical that... than emotional. It's probably the emotional side of yeah. that protection. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's specifically in that case, just because I go like, well, your emotional protection doesn't interest me in any way. Mm. Don't worry, I've got my prayers for you. Okay. Yeah. But I want a spear. <laughs> if I've got a spear, I'll be feel better about your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've yeah, so I, I connect, I have a very close relationship with my dog, isn't it? We're very much bonded and very much like a, a loving kind of thing. Like, there's a little bit of baby talk, but not really. Yeah. As in, no normal person, anyone. no normal person would say that it's baby talk but that's the closest that I can accept that that's as far as I'll go yeah. which is basically how's it going <laughs> <laughs> basically what it is and just that to. excitement yeah and when I'm I've always had it whenever I'm around, and again it's the animal instinct that love of animal instinct whenever I'm around a dog I'll start to act more like a dog yeah so like if my dog sees something outside if I don't think there's anything outside I'll react how a dog would yeah. to seeing something outside <gasps> Yeah, basically. Like through, the, yeah. through the curtain. Yeah, and like look, you know, uh, hold myself on the windowsill and look through the window <laughs> just to confuse the neighbours, if anything. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just connecting on that level with something. And I think that you, I don't know if, uh, no, I've never acted like a baby around another baby. So maybe it's just the human race that I have no empathy for. Mm. Maybe it's just animals. When I'm around a fish, who knows? <laughs> I've never been around many fish. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so as much as I'm making a joke about the difference between awe and are, is I think they both have the same kind of effect. So when you are in awe of something, like you see something larger than yourself and you realise that the world does not revolve around you and that you do need to be humbled and you do need to have that kind of perspective change every now and then because it's human, it's the human process to kind of make everything about you and important so that you can get a job done but you, do, you need to disassociate it afterwards. Yeah. So I think that's important that you do have these moments of seeing something that goes um, b- a bigger than you. But I think you probably, other people do probably get that from seeing babies and having that reaction about, you know, that emotional protection of that baby. Yeah. Or, or animal. Maybe they also get that kind of thing because then they get that emotional lesson from now, oh, now that there's another baby in the world, the world's a different place. Mm. And I have that, but on a practical scale, you know, now I need to get another pen because it might borrow a pen <laughs> and I need to be prepared for that fact <laughs> um, so that was basically that um, in other news a teenager who went into a coma after going to bed with a headache woke up four days later to discover she'd actually given birth to a surprise baby girl Aww. Ebony Stevenson, 18, from Oldham, said she had no idea she was pregnant when she went to bed feeling unwell. She was four days from birth. Jeez. Um, uh, and she was taken to hospital after suffering a series of seizures where medics discovered she was expecting. Uh, her baby Jesus developed fuck. in one of two wombs. So she had two wombs. Was she big? Apparently not. Oh. Like, apparently only, like, at the last minute did a bump appear. That's which it feels physically, like... It's time and space. Yeah. <laughs> and a rare condition called... Her first called... womb was a normal womb. Her second was a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had a uh, condition called uterus didelifus, I think it's pronounced. The sports physiotherapy student awoke on 6th of December, having had a 7 pound 10 ounce baby girl. 
going Christ. to bed with a headache and waking up with a baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Ever. The mindfuck. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus... And the paranoia about it, right? Because lots of people think that having a child calms someone down, <laughs> gives someone meaning. Yeah. So, like, if you went to hospital, if you went to bed with a headache, woke up in hospital, and people told you that now you have a baby, like, you'd be like, no morning sickness. Yeah. No other symptoms. No, she still, uh, she still had her period. Yeah. Because it was in a different womb. You know. <laughs> so, like, all the, all the signs. Like, no, but this is your baby. Miss uh, <laughs> Stevenson said her pregnancy went unnoticed as she hadn't developed a bump, experienced morning sickness, or missed a period. Her mother said, despite me insisting that she couldn't be. Uh, pregnant the paramedics were certain she was and to my shock a bump had appeared at her stomach so i guess it was like folded well they'll they, or something and then it kind of popped forward yeah because they rotate before the birth yeah what like womb one and womb back up <laughs> it's like all right back up step forward no, now's your time to rotate because most people only have one womb yeah. but the 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 baby does, but there's like no the bump turns. anywhere. That's the thing. Like, yeah, that's the thing. That's the weird. Thing. I mean, different people show differently, but so, I think I think seven pounds ten ounces is a big baby. It's pretty standard. I don't know. Is it standard? It's like size. eight pounds. Is, yeah. Well, I don't ounces. It's weird to weigh a baby in ounces. I guess it's a weight, isn't it? Not a unit of liquid. Like you measure a barrel in an ounce. How many yeah, ounces I, in that I'd barrel? never got the fluid ounce thing. Yeah, that's an American thing, I think. So yeah, just be careful about going to bed with a headache if you might wake up with a baby. I do it all just the time. Just the mind man. fuck. Like I've 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 been putting myself at risk for years. Yeah. Four days later a baby's arrived. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you go, Oh, maybe Virgin Mary is what happened. It's like, oh no. No, but she was visibly pregnant. Was she? I think so. Yeah. It wasn't like surprise baby. Yeah. It was like oh, I'm just surprised shit. pregnant. Yeah. So it was. Um but yeah, an eighteen-year-old as well. Just like that, just the mind fuck. It'd be very strange to suddenly. It would be because she she was weird. saying like I thought I'd have some strange connection issues with the baby because I haven't been preparing myself at all. No. Whereas when you're going through the steps of pregnancy, yeah, you're like prepared. You understand. You're getting you're like, used okay. to the idea. You're reading. You're Re- planning. Yeah. You're organizing. Yeah. Not just instant baby. Yeah. It seems crazy so yeah really weird situation but random stuff does happen yeah it's like when 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 someone sends the wrong mail to your house like exactly wasn't expecting this yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh 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 (laughs) in other news yeah um, a pilot on a long test flight decided to take out his frustration in the air by spelling out i'm bored on his traffic uh, on his tracking (laughs) device so just like the, like when you, you see people go on like go on go running and they've got like yeah, the thing yeah. the GPS thing he did that but he wrote I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> and just returned the pilot a recently qualified instructor at flight training Adelaide was testing out a new engine when he spelled out the message he was tasked with flying the single propeller aircraft for two hours at a single speed the letters were dozens of kilometers in length <laughs> <laughs> the i'm bored shape was only visible on his tracking device and wouldn't have been visible from the ground the pilot also went one step further and drew dick shapes around it as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, pine pinar so why, why was he flying he was just testing out a new engine oh right <laughs> he had to he had to fly for two hours at one speed Okay. So he was just, just sat there. Just, right. He's like, I'm just bored. So I'm just going <laughs> to fuck, I'll write stuff. <laughs> on graffiti on a sonar level, I guess. <laughs> a GPS level? I don't yeah. know. Uh, Pine Pinar, the director of flight training Adelaide, said that the school didn't condone the pilot actions, but that apparently he got bored. <laughs> 
yeah. It's a good statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he was just bored. Yeah. And then he went on to say, young instructors, what can you do? <laughs> so it doesn't affect, this, this doesn't literally affect affects anything. nobody. Has he done exactly what you told him to do? Yeah, and has he? It wasn't like done with smoke. It wasn't the sign in the sky. Yeah, it's just the no, chances just... are you only know because he's like taken a picture of the thing and shoved it on Instagram or something. Yeah, That's what I did today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the first time pilots have drawn shapes in their flight paths. Last year, five New York Police Department pilots used a four million dollar federally funded spy plane to fly a route shaped like a penis because they were frustrated with their boss. It's, a, it's, a, it's not the worst way to let out your frustration, no. I guess. Not particularly not Flying if you're, around, if you're usually plane. carrying around weapons and yeah, and you could do a lot worse things. Yeah, this is just yeah, we just made some funny things in the sky. Yeah, that no one can see. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it, it cost four million dollars that plane. Okay, but it right. was designed to fly. We were going to be up there anyway. Yeah, no, but you don't spy in a penis shape. <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe <laughs> you do. Well, well, we caught the guy. And we drew a dick. <laughs> yeah, so. what, what more do you want from people? Then <laughs> uh, the last thing for me is uh, there's an app or a wearable device similar to a Fitbit that they're doing at the mo- that they're playing with at the moment that can give people a day's notice to their family and friends that they're going to have suicidal thoughts. What? Yeah. How? how? Uh, apparently, they just they found some good cor- correlators. So they were like, oh, you know, yeah. If they were, and I'll, I'll, I'll read through, I'll skim through it because there's a lot of text and it's not that interesting. It was more, I'm just trying to trying to make it entertaining. We've become used to fitness trackers, trackers like Fitbit, etc., that we can use to kind of incorporate ourselves into the digital world because mm. it's somewhat interesting. But mood forecasting exploits the, uh, a bit opinionated, exploits the connection between the mind and the body. Research has shown that changes in our mental state, including bouts of sadness or anxiety, affect our bodies. So emotional experiences or states of mind can be seen visibly in physical factors, is the theory, which I think is kind of bollocks, because I think Mm. everybody's different. Like, uh, in terms of how you interpret your own emotionals, like, some people will sweat when they're nervous, some people won't. Yeah, and I think that you can't then therefore say that if someone is sweating, they are therefore nervous. Yeah, or if yeah. they're ner- if they're sweating and it's not warm, then that means they're nervous. Like, no, there might just be it's like those different reasons for things. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the heart rate is best known as an emotional biomarker. When your pulse quickens, it's a sign of you're stressed. Stressed emotionally, or just doing something physically stressful. Yeah, you can't say that it's because you're mentally stressed. I mean. Because I believe in, in incorporating yourself into technology because I think it would be beneficial if you were... Like, there's a thing on the Fitbit that I think people uh, get upset by and that's like, it monitors if you haven't moved for a certain period of time. Yeah. And it will say, you know, you should get up and move yeah. just to go do something. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. But they're going, they're you know, monitoring where I am and what's going on. It's like, yeah, it is. But it's for your benefit. So just do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's Plus, more motivational. You put it on and you knew it did that. Yeah, and then you know the uh, uh, the it's if people don't like their information being broadcasted, and it's like well, uh, gain some gain gain some R, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the narcissist one. I don't know what that, <laughs> that means anything. Uh, but yeah, just gain some uh, perspective on it. You know, it's like your information isn't that important, so just let it let yourself out in in that. Let yourself off for that if it's going to benefit you directly. Yeah. Don't send out your pin number. But yeah, if you want to, uh, like one thing, um, 
uh, that could be quite could be quite interesting technology wise is for it to monitor your diet. So like instead of like trying to count calories or whatever, you'd have like your your you, there's technology that recognizes images, and you could re- re- input what it is you're eating, and it can tell you how much of it you've burnt off, how much you still need. You need more of this vitamin. You need more of this. You need more of that. Stop eating now. That kind of management thing. People blur it into this is trying to control my life. It's like no 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 don't be that don't be that insecure. You control your life. It's a tool that you might be able to use. But it seems strange that one, if it detected that you were having a, a bad time, it would then tell all your friends. <laughs> That's the thing that seems weird. Yeah. Is you go, okay, I get it that you don't want this person to commit suicide. Yeah. And the in the, te- the statistics show that he's going to have suicidal thoughts tomorrow. So let's tell everyone. <laughs> so that they'll come to his aid. Yeah. You go, okay, I understand the thought. Yeah. I'm not sure if that I don't think the that'll process. Help. Send it to his therapist. Yeah. Uh, you know, do that. Yeah, so the therapist yeah, yeah. can so, phone him up. So have it have it sent to like a professional. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it's the old it's the step by step going into micro adjusting into technology. Mm. Where like you're starting to make more and more things a little bit more technology inclusive and then the machines will rise up. I've seen that because AI is going quite well at the moment. And you, there's loads of articles I've seen that are like AI is the science. The scientists have said that AI is too dangerous to release right now. Yeah, too dangerous to release. Okay, so people are afraid of AI. I think. I think, I think it'd be quite. Yeah, fun. like it's. I, I, people don't accept that you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy your life. Don't worry about dying. Yeah, everyone, you're gonna die. Just yeah, why not yeah. have a watch? Yeah, the AI stuff doesn't tweet. really scare me. What doesn't sorry? The, the AI stuff. Yeah, it doesn't really like. I no, it it doesn't it doesn't really hit me on my spectrum. I, and like we both listen to to Joe Rogan, and he's always like fucking petrified of it, or having people on at least that are mm. like. Yeah, he's all for it. The, the the interesting thing is the. Have you did you hear the Google um, secretary unveiling or something it's google secretary or something no where it was literally like hey siri but um when you would you would ask it, you'd be like hi can you book uh, whatever chrome is chrome book me an appointment at the hairdressers tomorrow at four yeah and then it would it, you'd show what the app would do at that point and it would phone up the hairdressers with a female voice mm. and humanly ask for an appointment <laughs> like convincingly Jeez. To be like, hi, I'm just uh, wondering if I can uh, book an appointment for Terry. Um, is four o'clock okay? And so it's a robot. And you're like, that seems... It. And the guy, on the, the person on the other line has no idea it's a robot. They're like, yeah, it's, oh yeah, I uh, can't do four. Is five okay? Let me check. Uh, yeah, yeah, five's fine. Jeez. It's like, and it's like, as soon as you go... And that's the concern about AI is going to replace telecommunication jobs. Because yeah. I imagine you've had the shit ones, which is like, uh, you get a cold call and it's like, oh, hi, sorry, can I just adjust my headset one sec? Sorry about that. And then it's a complete recording. Yeah, and, and you know recording. it's a recording. Yeah. Because you're like, you're yeah. not listening to what I'm saying and you're speaking over me. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't quite make sense. But it's not far away that it's going to be like, no, it's going to be, you're going to believe that you're talking to somebody real. Mm. So people are worried, are scared about it being that real, I think. But yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be well, quite fine. It's, it's fine because I don't. The title is Observations of In Utero Masturbation. That wasn't timed, but um, we'll put it in. Why not? What were you trying to do? I was trying to see if I had any more clips that I had to go through because I had so many this week that I was like, I need to figure out if there's oh, anything right. left. And then my my finger apparently clicked on masturbation fetus. <laughs> well, what happens? 
From so many to so few. I've only got one article this week. I've only got one. Yeah. Um, one of the candidates to be the mayor of a US city has made it to the final round of an election in spite of the fact that he's dead. <laughs> there was, yeah, you get the... Again, just check that they're dead <laughs> before you send them the paperwork. Yeah. I don't understand. I can understand how they've died in the application process. But before you send them an invitation to join you, just check if they're dead. So, well, is the database of dead that difficult to manage? Yeah. Well, they, so he he signed up for it. Um, <laughs> he, he signed up for it while he was alive, and then died during the whole kind of yeah campaign process or whatever the fuck. Um, and and. Now they're like, oh, well, it's too late to take him off the off the ballot. So, so people, if people voted for him. So if people vote for him, then uh, we'll just pick someone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give the per- people the person that they didn't vote for. Yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, it's been described as sort of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. His main um, campaign points are a bit mute now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As is the rest of his. He life. doesn't believe in a lot of this stuff anymore. He's no. now in another dimension. <laughs> but yeah, we had before like uh, a dog was voted, a child was voted in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the dog one. Yeah. Like that, it makes, but it's because who the, does the dog's inheritance go to? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, yeah, because the dog one was like it's a town where they didn't really need a mayor, so it's just like let's just make it a dog. Just have a dog. Yeah, but no, this guy was—he was a mayor previously. When he was um, alive, when he was alive, yeah. he ran for like one term and was like, "Yeah, I'll go for re-election," and then he died, and now they've printed all the ballots and stuff. So now, <laughs> <laughs> so like, we've already printed it. <laughs> exactly. It seems pretty lame. Like it's—it seems to me like that, like that they could just be like, "Look, just don't." He's not. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Now there's there's loads of people pushing for, uh, for for people to vote for him. Yeah. Um, that's not as not as a Have joke, a but like as a political move, um, because we so want that- to be led by the dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> yeah. so Forget AI. <laughs> there's there's three candidates, and if if he gets voted in, the dead guy. Um, then the council get to choose who's mayor, and it doesn't have to be the other two candidates. It could be a dog. It could be anything. <laughs> this lamppost is now mayor. Yeah. So they've like other people have been throwing their names in and been like, "Hey, if you like, if if he wins, like, maybe, a vote for a maybe, dead man. Maybe, maybe make me, me mayor. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think you know how politics works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just such a weird house of cards of just like it's just why does this work it doesn't really work it yeah. just works enough for people to get along with it and be like yeah this is the process okay fair enough whatever makes you happy go for it yeah society has to be run somehow yeah yeah i just i i just don't it's it's the bureaucracy of it of that being like well there's nothing we can do yeah like yeah. Is, are you sure then there's no clause about death. This is, yeah, exactly. A sitting president can be dead. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Not even a sitting president. Yeah. Like a potential president. Yeah. A potential mayor could be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'll still be counting on your vote. <laughs> in some way, I'm yeah. sure. Vote yeah. Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Politics are just strange. So yeah, it kind of makes sense, I guess, to try and 
That was a weekend at Bernie's reference, it. not a Bernie Sanders reference. I thought it was a Bernie Sanders reference. No. I thought you were saying that he was going to die before. Oh, well, there is that as well, yeah. potentially, because he's like 98. And it's like two years away or something, I think. 2021 yeah. is the next one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's too old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not, but I like, do what you want. Like, yeah, yeah. more power to you. But, like, if, if past presidents have been any kind of... Uh, anything to go by just looking at how much it fucking haggers you because I don't know it's, it just like, feels like you're trying to fight to be on the to be the head of the party planning committee and then when you become the head of the party planning committee um, they don't want anything to really change so yeah. you're like why don't we make the candles blue instead of red nah <laughs> okay uh, well I declare that the candles are now red okay Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will there still be a party? Yes. Will there be cake? Yes. Yeah. Will there be fire departments and hospitals and nurses? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Will there be anything different? Well, I want to build a wall around it. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you want. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It just seems it just seems like a weird position to want because it feels like you're trying to achieve a position of ego. It, it's that's the thing is people who want power it's a power thing but again it's not even like that much power it doesn't yeah well that's it doesn't feel like it but i imagine there's a lot of shit that goes on that you're not ready to yeah so i guess the question people have to ask is like do you think that donald trump is the most powerful man in the world right now no and they go well he he controls the nuclear warheads i don't think he does no i think like two people have to open up the suitcase so there's at least one other person who'd be like no like anything like that has got to be approved by congress isn't it and like an act of war I don't know, but I think there's still... I, I think the person... I, well, I can't remember what the... There's loads of films that have got that kind of thing about the person with the true power is the person behind the steering wheel. It's like, you can you can declare to fire nuclear missiles, but there has to be somebody who actually says, all right, yeah, yeah, in the facility, or at least connected to their Wi-Fi, who goes like, yeah, all right then. And I think that guy, who, you know, he's, he's just an average guy, just has to fulfill the orders of someone else above him. Yeah. He's a person who can be like, if you want power, be that guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I read somewhere I don't know how true this is, but yeah, nuclear submarines when the nuclear missiles launch, they kill everyone on board. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess still, I guess makes sense. You know, there needs to have oxygen taken from somewhere to fire that thing, and that flame has to go somewhere. So apparently, this goes in a submarine, and hey, it's nuclear war, so they probably don't mind. <laughs> That's kind of the thought process. You're like, well, I think the people on the submarine will have more to say than the president yeah. of the United States. Yeah. And they should obey orders. Yes. But they still their choice to. Yeah. So you can just be like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do that. The president said we're going nuclear war. I've said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but Bobby, you have to. Well, I don't feel like it today. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Sun enough. is shining. The whales are singing. Yeah. I think they're trying to put advertisement in space. <laughs> On whales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're putting satellites in space that are going to converge to make giant ex- extraterrestrial billboards. And people are upset. What? Yeah, like Coca-Cola's going to be in the night sky. Oh, so you'd be able to see it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's advertising. So yeah, it would be so big that you would see trademarked logos in the sky reminding you to drink Coca-Cola. I don't know. For some, Like, that feels really... <laughs> um, What's the word? Like, dystopian future to me. But... Mm. At least once I would kind of like to see that. 
the go compare guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in space now. Yeah, <laughs> fair but... enough. Yeah, I hope you die. Do you <laughs> go no. compare death? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I'd could vote be for mad. a dead guy. I'd yeah, vote for a dead guy. yeah, that's the thing. It's like I yeah. think it's just it. It's all the. It's encouraging people to act out. Like we're meant to be yeah. sensible with this decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant um, to be, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm voting for the dead guy. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> if you were gonna vote for him anyway, you probably would. <laughs> if you're gonna vote for him when he's alive, yeah. you should still vote for him now. Yeah. Legacy. Do it. Legacy Do it. ruling. The, the, it's the, the best thing, the the best way of pointing out how fucking stupid these policies are. Is to is, is is to do something like that. You can't take him off the ballot. Yeah. Well, let's fucking vote for yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it shows a hole in the system. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the one who said we should take it seriously. We have. <laughs> yeah. And now a dead man is president of the United States. <laughs> you were <sick. laughs> yeah. You go at some point they'd have to be like no, but no, no. Yeah. It's in the admin, so fine, go for it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's us this week. Yeah, and I'm uh, gonna try and be a bit more social media savvy. I think, maybe I don't know, but hey, I'm I, at Nick Snip. I'm <laughs> at Sing It Steve, and I'm I'll use it if someone sends me something. If somebody but, like, talks to us. Well, I just I've I've got I've I've just got no desire to get embroiled in like the broadcasting this sh- fucking shitstorm of bollocks and i've got nothing to say anyway i save it i save anything i have to say for this shit anyway so like it doesn't yeah no i think it'd be yeah, it would definitely we still want people to get in contact and yeah yeah that's stuff. the thing i it think it's it's, a, it's and we're on youtube now yeah so youtube comments even we probably react with yeah that's it's it's a, it's more about having a conversation than anything yeah. like i'm i'm not i'm not interesting in starting a shitstorm which is what everyone seems to want to do on twitter yeah but if you know. want to get hold of me, I'm at Sing It Steve. Yeah, I'm at Nick Snip. We're at Pulling Teeth Pod. And we are wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. I'll learn that one day. Yeah. And then, yeah. And we get notifications for that as well. So, yeah, yeah. we get everything. We just nobody talks to us. No. So get in touch. Maybe we'll do something. One day. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Try. Cool. Tara with the. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>